Shalom. I'm Minister Dr. Cynthia Marie Whitley, but I'm not your conventional minister. The name of this podcast is Be Aware. Be aware of your thoughts. Each week, we will review self-realization tips using primarily biblical references through storytelling. We will reflect on our thoughts and become aware. What would you have me say this week, Lord? I promise to fully express myself. There needs to be an outflow from me to the world about me, says Willis Kniar in the 30-Day Mental Diet. The scripture that comes to mind for this talk is Psalm 35. Plead my cause, O Jehovah, with them that strive with me. Fight against them, O Jehovah, with them that fight with me. Take hold of shield and buckler. Stand up for my help. Take out the sword and stop them. Old angel of the Lord. This scripture fits because there were people praying and fighting on my behalf before and after I was born. There were people fighting for my freedom and my right to learn. And to them, I say thank you. And I am the answer to your prayers. With that being said, I do not ignore the struggle of my time because in the words of Langston Hughes, life for me ain't been no crystal stair. I remember peering out of the window at my mother's project apartment too ashamed to ask her for coffee and to make it to Brooklyn College to obtain my bachelor's degree. Something I had never admitted before is that while growing up, In Brooklyn, during the 60s and 70s, I was financially poor. I was lost, brokenhearted, and embarrassed, but I felt an obligation to finish Brooklyn College. It was as though I had on blinkers like this, or the small shields that are placed around the horse's eyes, restricting their vision during a race to only what was in front of them, specifically to avoid the distraction of the crowds. God was my blinkers. Only God kept me from being spooked by the terrorizing elements in my time. For example, constant gang activities with opposing gang members walking and running in droves up and down the streets with specific targets in mind to kill. My friends and I were enjoying the music and dancing in specific areas of the project. We used to be in a circle, and before you knew it, we were running to avoid a stray bullet. The introduction of heroin, cheap liquor, crack, and the name of some drugs I can't remember were prevalent in the streets. I know I was spared. I dabbed in things that could have taken me down the wrong road, but The angels in heaven had changed my ways. With all of the poverty around me as evidence by my being broke and on welfare, I could have died a quick death like so many friends and families around me. In the 70s, as with any generation, my friends and I followed what the majority of the community was doing. Everything but a revolution was present. Actually, a revolution was always present. But because of the blinkers 
that surrounded my eyes, I didn't participate in that part of the struggle. My role was to advance, shield it from the death all around me. Like Job in Job 1.10, a hedge was placed on every side around me. And like Abram in Genesis 15.1, where it says, do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield, your very great reward. That too was my portion. I wasn't a part of the revolution of the street, holding up signs and protesting while boldly facing the authority of the streets. I had the blankets on to avoid that distraction as I came behind those who protested, who boldly cleared the path before me. To you, I say thank you. My role was to deal with the authority in the educational field. I understand now that each person has a role to play in the Reformation. I was gleaned for the scholarly role, and I still gladly accept that role today. By the time I enrolled in Brooklyn College at age 20, I had already had a child. He was four. I was determined not to embarrass my parents by getting pregnant while in high school. College wasn't discussed in my house or among my friends. However, we were raised with a great deal of caring about what the neighbors thought about our actions. So even though I was still embarrassed, namely because I wasn't married, I had a certain amount of dignity because I made it out of high school without getting pregnant. Unlike a lot of the girls in my projects and junior high and high school, Nevertheless, I still felt lost. I enrolled in Brooklyn College simply from a recommendation from a cousin, Philip, who was a mentor of mine. Whenever I needed a part-time job, usually paying as little as $27 a week, it might have been every two weeks. This made me happy because it was enough to have me buy cleaning products and to place a new plant in the window of my two-bedroom, low-income apartment. I'd wash the windows of my fifth-floor apartment and wax the linoleum floor on my knees. That's how I was brought up. We washed windows and the concrete walls of our project apartment and shine the floors with wax, a practice that ruined my needs. At 19, I was in an apartment which was paid for by welfare under an unwed program paying $77 a month. My cousin, Philip, knew every program that helped poor, undereducated teens in the neighborhood. He recommended this outreach program at the CUNY, the City University of New York, schools that had been fought for in the inner city areas. Back to mom. She's asking, what's the matter? I say without looking at her, I don't have coffee. She'd reach in her purse and give me money. The problem was I would have to ask her again the next day. I didn't receive much on my welfare check, but she would always give it to me. Give, not loan, because I didn't have enough to pay it back. Sometimes I would walk all the way to school 
It took me one hour and 20 minutes. And sometimes it would be bitterly cold. I walked so that I could use 99 cents for a Big Mac from McDonald's for lunch so I wouldn't be hungry all day. Immediately after eating the Big Mac, I had run to the restroom on campus because whatever was in that burger needed to come out immediately. I saved the rest of the money for coffee back home. My precious mom always agreed to take care of my son when he was out of daycare. The daycare that he was in was paid for by the city and they instructed me that I had to take him out of the daycare if I insisted on staying in a four-year college. I thought long and hard, but I couldn't give up Brooklyn College. I had to humble myself and ask my mom to take care of him until he could go to public school. I knew that he was my responsibility and I didn't want to place him on her, but by the grace of God, she said yes. So all of the degrees I obtained afterwards are her degrees, the bachelor's in economics, the master's in elementary education, the master's in youth ministry and doctorate in ministry. Thank you, mom and my sister Pat for babysitting for what ultimately became four more children after I got married. I had eight children in all. Pat would take care of my children in an adjacent park around Brooklyn College while I attended class and my now deceased husband would pick up the children after work from my mother's house after working all day when I attended Brooklyn College to get my master's degree at night. I share all of my degrees with all of these people, including my ancestors, that pray that one day their descendants will be permitted to read, write, and attain, attend school, and those who protested on my behalf. I am the answer to your prayers. I know now that there were activists, groups of college students, parents, and allies in New York that pressured the CUNY Board of Higher Education to adopt an open admissions policy that ensured that every New York high school graduate was offered a seat in a CUNY college. And because the education we had received in our neighborhoods was inferior, and I am a witness to that, they had to introduce remedial teaching programs for the underprepared students entering from broken public schools in a new SEEK, that's S-E-E-K, Search for Education, Elevation, and Knowledge program. It wasn't fully implemented at first, but I was among the few to begin in the 70s. It was embarrassing because I was not permitted on the Brooklyn College campus until after two years of remedial courses. Embarrassing. I didn't tell my friends about it. I just pretended I was on campus because I looked like a college student. But those were remedial books in my hand. So thank you to my brothers and sisters for fulfilling your portion fighting and demanding that education be bought for all. Because of your fight, I am educated. And thank you to my ancestors for praying for your descendants to be able to read freely and learn and attend school. 
Your fight was not in vain. I thank you profoundly for visualizing freedom for your loved ones. I am the answer to your prayers. I am. I promise to pass on my love of learning to the next generation. Amen and shalom. If you can't wait until next week's story, visit Looking for Self series on Amazon.com under Gershona Cynthia Whitley. tribe at? Where my people at? I've been a storyteller all my life. I love telling stories, but I come now equipped with information, with self-help information from my study of more than 40 years. I have a lot to give and I want to give it to you. So listen to my stories on my podcast, on my YouTube channel, and in my books. Yes, in my books, come to see where I'm coming from so that you can see how what I have to put forward can benefit you, how it can increase and have you increase in your life. Shalom.